This is a HeadGum Podcast. I can't, I can't handle it. I literally can't handle it. All I hear about oh. is like Confederacy this. Oh, it's not that bad. Then I hear people going giant tirades. I'm like, Wait, what's people, not that bad? Are you talking about Confederacy? Yeah, the people show? say no. People say like Confederacy ain't that bad. Oh, people. I've had friends defend that fucking show. No, stop. And I tell you this, that show can suck my dick. Okay, <laughs> that's how I feel about that show. Because right. this is my thing about that show is like, I've seen a couple episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm sure it's about a bunch of shit, but I know it's a lot of violence and it's a lot of raping. And you telling me two white dudes gonna make a show about slavery fan? Yeah. Fan fiction? Yeah. What the hell are those black people going to have to go through on that show? A lot of and stuff. And then when they had a fucking interview, they had the audacity, the audacity to come out of nowhere with their two black friends and be like, hey, no, it's cool, it's cool. We got two friends we always wanted to work with, and we found a project for us to work two together. Two Wait, weren't those, but those two are people who... No, they're, they're showrunners, but at no point, right. these people did not appear yeah. until it was a backlash. It was like, no, 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 yeah. it's cool. We got a black couple who said it's all right. When I first saw it, there was a picture of like all the people, and and but it was when there was backlash, and it was like three white people and one black person. You, you know what that is? It's saying, "Hey man, I'm not racist. Look My at black this, friends, like black- I can say the n word." <laughs> exactly. Like that black friend speaks for everybody who you don't know. Man, fuck that show, and fuck them for having an idea for that show. I know. I yeah. I'm mad that you getting angry. And I wanted to get angry. Oh, sorry, to start go ahead. With. Sorry, go ahead. I can't. He put up that damn show, and the thing is, was it keep, me? Someone said the you, you said, said it. it. I said. Oh, you were you talking about. Oh, okay, you were talking about. You're just, just talking about the Confederacy. The, the Confederacy. <laughs> sorry, that show, uh, man. No, it's true. It's oh. true. God. Let's talk about these monuments for a second. All, All right. right. Do we have to? <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> I, hey, tear them all down. <laughs> tear them all down. It's not history. It's not. It's an honoring of slavery and yeah. the institution of slavery. Dude, they Period. Got, they got my Period. The There's nothing else to it. There's nothing else to it. This is what I was thinking about the other day. Actually, today. Think about how insidious racism is that even when the Civil War is happening, and hundreds of thousands of people were dying. They still didn't want to admit that they were fighting over slavery, even though the only reason they were fighting was because of slavery. They try to pretend like it's states' rights, even though when you continue that sentence, states' rights to have, to have slaves. slaves. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they try to pretend like it was the economics. Yeah, the economics of, of slavery. slavery. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else to it. And the other thing I think about is the people who want to remember the Confederacy and wave the flags and have the statues no, of Robert not. E. Lee and freaking Jefferson Davis and Stonewall Jackson. Um, what would have happened if the Confederate States won? We wouldn't be here talking on this fucking podcast. No, That's we wouldn't. Sure. We definitely wouldn't. And I'm from the South, so I know I wouldn't be here with y'all. Yeah, no. I'm going to tell you so crazy about <laughs> it is that I, I, I just went to go visit. The whole time the, the, the Charlottesville incident was happening, I was with my parents in the South uh, deep South. I'm talking about like the only thing in my parents' town is a Dollar General. It's a dollar store. That's all they got. Mm-hmm. Deep South. So you got to drive 45 minutes. I drive 45 minutes, take my parents to lunch. They want to go to a place called, uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, can't even think of it. Uh, Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Mm-hmm. It's a little Ooh. buffet. It's yep. good. I'm chilling. It's fine. You know, families are there. Yeah. And as I'm walking to go get my dessert, because you know what? I've had my meal. I want my dessert. Yeah. yeah you right? got to get your dessert. I wanted my dessert. <laughs> dessert. Course, this a, is the time for you to go get, get your dessert. And it's a dessert. plethora of desserts <laughs> to choose I mean, it's a buffet. 
a buffet. <laughs> I, get me, desserts. I get me a couple of things. You know what I'm saying? I get me a couple of things. I see the banana pudding. I'm like, nah. Uh, that's basically like stool board mac hey, banana pudding. I'm not oh, eating okay, it. I'm not okay, eating okay, it. Okay, I ain't okay. eating that. Yeah, yeah, don't shit on. Yeah. I love banana pudding, but I ain't going to eat that. Okay, yeah. And you know how you feel somebody looking at you? All right. I turn around and there's an older white dude. With his wife. Oh, I don't like this. Wearing a Confederate flag hat that says <laughs> rebel on it. Mm-mm. Wow. It says rebel, rebel on it? It says rebel on the hat. Wow. Just staring. Doesn't blink. Doesn't say anything. And the way, and the, way the restaurant is set up is like, kind of like little sections. But even in the walls, the dividers, they have like little country style windows. So you can mm-hmm. see through it. I take my dessert. Take my stepfather his dessert. My mom. I go back to eat. The dude is still staring at me. Mm-hmm. And now mind you, I'm a Yankee. So... I walk that's my right. Yankee ass over Yankee and I say hello. Indeed, baby. I say hello. And the thing that's so puzzling is that this dude was, I mean, maybe he faked it. We had a genuine, nice conversation. Mm. Just okay. nice, asking about my parents. Mm-hmm. My stepfather was disabled, was asking me about stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I had to ask him, I was like, what's the deal with the hat? And he's like, oh, you know, my parents taught me about the South and our history. And mm. he was like, and again, he talks about, oh, this is our Southern pride. He wow. Like, and I was like, yeah. and the thing is, what I you pride tell, for? What you pride for? <laughs> baby. And the thing is, I didn't want to have this conversation, but once he said it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, nice to know. And he met no malice in it. He just mm-hmm. had no clue that that flag was raised yeah. by people who wanted to enslave me and my ancestors mm-hmm. and literally sold little kids. If you've been to the National African American Museum in not, DC, by the way, you not saw wanted the to. They did. Were. They, they, they did. Were, yeah. <laughs> they did. Just straight up were enslaving them. Mm-hmm. And also for all the people who are like, oh, but like not everybody had slaves. Cool. That that makes it better? So you fighting for the right to not own slaves? No, you were fighting for the right for your white supremacy. Period. Yeah. They all were. They all knew it. Anyway. It's gonna be a rough one. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough because I'm mad. Yeah, but you know what? There will be some glory in it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you could have had a way of <laughs> doing it where you ended on glory. Like you could have ended on glory somehow. <laughs> like, like you, you could have ended if you wanted to. At least he tried to be positive. <laughs> no, because like you. Could. And then why you look around the room like, hey Nick, just start the show, man. Start the show! You know what Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Jerome Milligan, What more can I say? You know what it is? Black men can jump. Black actors, man. Black actors. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, my Lord, Lord, Lord. Keep it going, y'all. Oh, oh my lord. Welcome to Black Man Ketchup in Hollywood. Hollywood. I ain't much for praying. Uh, Take your time, brother. No, no, no. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't much for, for public speaking. Uh, speak it, brother. I ain't have no family. Oh, my lord. All, all I gotta say is uh, Black Man Can't Jump. Uh, That's right. Y'all, y'all, my, y'all my family. Lord. Get it out. Get we it men, out. ain't we? Get it out. Say it, brother. Don't be, don't be shy. We men, ain't we? Yes, we are. Come on, brother. Get it out. Shit, I can't do it. No, hey, 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 listen, man. You can have this moment. You can take this moment. No, brother, get us. Hey. I'm Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. My name is James the 
James, we Can just you had a speak moment. Up with your, put some. Yeah. What's up? Not on this episode, James. Name, yeah, my name is James the Third. Can you say it like at least like is, yeah. with pride? <clears throat> Stop swallowing. We my name. There you go. Is James the Third? Okay, you could. You could I thought actually for a second. For a second, I thought he was gonna give us his middle name. But I was gonna say, "My name is James <laughs> Bartholomew." <laughs> That's it. It is. It's, Bar- it's Bartholomew. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, we are a film podcast. That's a, we are a comedy film podcast. I do a comedy. She's about to be funny. We review <laughs> films. Of leading black actors. Talking about the black man and woman. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it in the context of race. We're talking about how it breaks down to your skin color. And mm-hmm. diversity in Hollywood. Diversity in the Hollywood place where we all hope to achieve mm-hmm. one day. Uh, today we're completely breaking that rule and reviewing Glory. <laughs> which definitely stars Matthew Broderick. Yeah, 100%, 100% stars Matthew Broderick. I mean, we all knew that. <laughs> it's so funny because I remember us talking about this on the podcast once, but I forgot because I was so mad. And then as I watched it 20 minutes in, I'm like, damn it, <laughs> this is straight up Matthew Broderick. No, I, I feel like we all knew it. It's just, you know, we wanted to talk about the Civil War. And unfortunately, there there isn't yet a film that I know of, at least, that stars a black man. First off, first off, war. John, stop it right now. Mm. I think what you're trying to imply is that yep. that Hollywood hasn't made a civil right, I mean, civil war movie that doesn't have the white man as the centerpiece to them. Like that's, that's just dumb. Yeah, and we because, know that that's not the case. I know because clearly the civil war was fought over slavery. So of course they would put like African American as the lead and not have it be a I mean, white they have lead to have movie. done that. Come on, John. It's 2017. Come yeah. on, Bray. I do hear they're talking about Frederick Douglass more and more lately, though. I mean, because he's still alive, he's brother. He's being acknowledged. Yeah, man. He mm-hmm. finally get that through, man. Uh, Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass in this movie for three seconds. Yo, can I, since we're talking about that, <laughs> they introduced Frederick Douglass. <laughs> they introduced Frederick Douglass. And With then the white people gravitas. just talk for like three straight minutes before he says over. anything. <laughs> and I was like, is he, about I mean, to, is he about to not speak? Yeah, it's funny because the, the, the music was welling up and he like turns around in this dramatic moment and you're like, yeah. And then he doesn't speak. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, but is oh. this an extra? Okay. Wait, wait, is Frederick Douglass in Lincoln? The, uh, no. Steven Spielberg? No, which, yeah. Wait, a, wait I think we've talked about that already. Yeah, not even a Not cameo. at all. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. So in Lincoln. Yes. The movie up, the whole point of Lincoln was him trying to abolish slavery. I mean, that's White the people point. did that. But the hold on, no, time out, time no. out, time out, time out. The focal, n- the focus of that point in his life is the abolishment of slavery. It's, a, t- it's the passing of the Thirteenth Amendment. And you're telling me, yeah, Lincoln don't get a feature. I mean, uh, 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 our boy Frederick can't get a feature in the movie. No, he can't get a. No, hey, what's up? But he's getting recognized more and more lately. Because you see, because they wasn't showing him in that, but like now, How old yeah. Is- even though Frederick Douglass wrote letters to Abraham Lincoln all the time, telling him. What you that's a for. that's a myth. Yo, how has he? How often has he been in movies? Like, how, what is happening? Uh, anyway, okay, so here we go. <laughs> this film stars Matthew Broderick, but we also have Morgan Freeman. Okay, we got Denzel Washington. We got uh, Andre, Andre Brower. Brower. Okay, I was trying to figure. Who out. Who I was like before watching it again. I was like, it's it's Denzel, it's Morgan Freeman, and what's his name? And I was like, I think Andre Brower. But then it's I Sarge. But then I immediately looked <laughs> to see. Did you just say it's Sarge? <laughs> the most recent reference. <laughs> Sarge. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like people watch. He's Sarge from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, but he's also a homicide. I think he's like life captain. on the street. <laughs> 
Oh, is he captain? Yeah, he's he captain. Oh, he ain't even Sarge? No, Sar- Sarge, Sarge is, 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 is Cruz, lower, right, Terry yeah. Cruz. Okay, got you. Captain. Um, uh, yeah, he's captain. Uh, but I was like, is he in it? But then, I, but then I Googled, and then on Wiki, Glory doesn't pop up as one of his main things that he was in. Because he's been a, the, the lead in a lot oh. of TV shows. But he was a pretty big part of this movie. Yeah, but I was like, I knew he was in it, but then I couldn't. I was, I was happy to see him in it because right. I had forgotten. And then this Yo, guy, like, Jimmy, oh, the the guy who Jimmy Kennedy, better, he was fantastic. Is that him? I kept looking at him, going, I feel like I know him from something. And then I went to his IMDb, and I was like, No, I don't. What else has he been in? Do you, like, <laughs> I don't know who he looks like. Oh but, right, they don't even have his. Uh, but he doesn't even have a picture here, so I don't know who it is that I was thinking he was but i was like i know i know this guy his performance was great in this movie and and he but he didn't have the showy role because he wasn't the aggressive black man more to that later no i mean this is gonna be a good one all right yeah but neither was andre brower no but no but denzel won and the thing about it as watching this and i love this we get to that all right okay i have have a theory about why denzel andre had Andre had a great role too, and he Andre had great scenes. Great scenes. He had great scenes in this movie. That's true, but he wasn't showy. The thing is, I mean, mean, but okay, not to mention. I mean, Morgan Freeman was doing Morgan Freeman's thing too, but he was great too. All right, here we go. Uh, This film, if you (laughs) haven't realized it, uh, is about the Civil War, but more specifically about the Fifty Fourth Regiment, which was uh, not the first black regiment in the union army but the first one to experience real fighting to be allowed to go into battle and okay and then and even though spoiler alert they lose the battle that they fight in in the end uh their bravery and valor gave glory to the black soldiers which allowed all the black soldiers to go into fighting which many believe turned the tide of the war because the North yeah. was losing for a good portion of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were losing a They were losing a lot. Bad. Because they were trying to invade the South. And like mm-hmm. Northerners don't do swamp. They didn't I mean they didn't know the land. So Yeah. And it's also it's also the beginning of modern warfare, which <laughs> before a siege, if you had the if you had the men right. and the bravery, you could siege a fortified area and survive. Yeah. Uh but once modern weapons started getting better and better, it was like it made no sense. Yeah. And until airplanes came, I mean that's why World War One is known as trench warfare. It's just yeah. people and getting they don't, slaughtered. They don't really yeah. go into it in this movie. Like they don't talk about it directly yeah. in this movie. But it's so apparent that that is a part of the issue. Right. Of fighting yeah. this war. We see it right away in the first. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. yeah. But uh, before we talk about that, uh, just quick uh, order of business. This movie. Uh, didn't make that much money. Made like twenty eight million. I saw on Wikipedia that the budget was eighteen million, though that's unconfirmed. Uh, it was nominated for several Academy Awards, and most famously, Denzel Washington won Best Actor for a Supporting Role. It's funny because looking up this director, uh, was it Zwick? Edward Zwick. Zwick. Edward Zwick. Mm-hmm. It's one of those instances. And again, Glory is good. Like the movie's good. We had talk about it. But it's another one of those movies where this white dude was handed this movie, and I'm looking at the movies he did before it, and I was like, "How? Like what? Like how did this comedy, like about last night, justify you getting this movie?" Yeah. Whereas, like, for instance, only reason I bring it up when I think about again Ava DuVernay and I think about um, Patty Jenkins and like how every time they get a movie, it's a gamble, mm-hmm. and even their movies are already successful. It's a gamble, but this dude. 
Like, yeah, yeah, is he related to? I mean, this is 1989. They weren't right. looking at black directors. At and all. Joelswick, if they're related, was also like a director who was like around. And I feel like he had, that's probably part of it too. If they're related, this guy did Defiance. Uh, he was a director on Defiance. He was a producer for Birth of a Nation. Interesting. Uh, anyway, um, I mean the the of course yeah. So it was highly. Uh, it was like a critical success. I don't know how much of a financial one it was, but you know, it's one of those Oscar movies that it doesn't, the finances kind of don't matter a little bit. Um, and is there anything else I need to say? No, nah, you want to mm-hmm. do this commercial break, then we start? Or do we do? No, wait, yeah, work? let's do initial thoughts first, and then we'll go to a break. Mm. I, I could start. Sure. Um, this is going to sound weird. <laughs> I don't what? think this movie's good anymore. <laughs> Oh, wow. Please go into it. Go I, into there are certain parts it. of this movie that I really love, mm-hmm. but there are also parts of it that I really don't. Mm. And I think it's because it like it's I think that this guy, Colonel Shaw, like does deserve to be respected a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he de- like the, the fact of the matter is, regardless of whether or not it was right, there was racism everywhere. Spe- mm-hmm. like obviously in the south but especially in the north too yeah. people were racist they did not like black people nobody wanted black they did like people fought so hard for, and i'm talking about members of congress and like and uh po- politicians and you know people in the army fought against lincoln emancipating the slaves which he only did in the south in the beginning even though most of the northern states had outlawed slavery but they also fought against black soldiers being in the army at all Mm -hmm. and then once they got in the army they were like they're definitely not going to fight and they don't deserve equal pay which we kind of see and all this stuff and Shaw really did care about you know at least making the black soldiers feel equal to the white soldiers and I think that that's great but other than that like a lot of like I feel like it was really it was it had that hidden figures effect like it was yeah. really like co- like uh, it was nice suggestible like just the like just a little bit of racism so you can like bear it and like know that it was real but like nowhere near the amount that they definitely faced uh-huh. and and also in like really upping like <laughs> like the i don't know like how val like the valor of the white soldiers and stuff like that like I don't know. It, it and then and then it was just the pacing was kind of slow. Like the music was saying. like overbearing at times. But the I, to me the acting is what I love about this movie. Like the acting is so great and especially amongst the black soldiers and stuff. So I it felt it felt weird, but I also it's the only movie, you know what I mean? It's like kind it's of one of the sad, only dude. movies about the Civil War that's popular and for that it's really great. You know, I just wish that, I guess I just wish that the black characters were more featured. Like they were more at the forefront, mm. you know, I'm, I mean, Shaw deserves his time, but like some of those other, like Shaw's friend, and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like oh, the amount of Robert time. We, yes. Robin Hood had a lot of Robert, screen time. Did you just call him Robin? He's Robin Hood had a lot of screen time. <laughs> Robin so Hood. Mad Yo, he was you. in everything at one point. Like legit. <laughs> so Robin mad. Hood was in everything. Why did you go? Okay. 
<laughs> wait, wait, what's his name in uh, Princess Bride? Uh, he's in Princess Bride, right? He is. He is. He's he is in Princess basically, Bride. Robin Hood. Can I also just say real quick? He's uh, Edward's Wick is not related to Joel's Wick, and that's a common uh, misconception that they are related. So, I just oh, Wesley, to make sure I said that on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I feel weird, but that's just my thing. I don't want to poo-poo this movie. Yeah. yeah. So, you want to go? go? I go. Okay. Um, I kind of feel weird because I, I hear what you're saying, Bray. I kind of feel the opposite because the whole time I was comparing this movie, because honestly, I know we talked about it, but I. I low-key forgot how heavy um, Ferris Bueller was in this movie. Why? And it was... <laughs> I did. Like I was like... This film is ostensibly about Robert Shaw more than it is about... Anybody. <laughs> anybody. And the thing is, 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, no. But it seems this is like, a problem. Yeah. But this is, this is the thing. And I feel like even talking about... Talking to some of our, our um, friends here in New York City, especially in the comedy world, who are white friends who go in March and they do a lot of things... Um, watching this movie, it felt different because I was comparing it to Hidden hidden um, Figures. Mm-hmm. And the thing I disliked about Hidden Figures is that they added all these things that we know wasn't real and it only made the white dude look good. right? Yeah. Now, whether or not some of these things for um, Ferris Bueller were added, to me, it added to his realization, which in turn helped the African-Americans get courage and defend themselves. Right. And to me, that's the big difference. Whereas like, like the... The story became about him realizing something and then also like displaying that courage and that realization because the black people already knew. Like, I yeah. think one of the, the best moments in this movie, which I forgot about, is that we'll get to it later in the movie, is a conversation between him and Denzel. And it's like, yeah. I mean, Denzel says at the end of the day, I don't want to hold your flag. Like, I understand what's happening, but I'm, I'm here basically to almost like not get revenge, but to fight for me and my people because I've been wrong my whole life. Like, this almost ain't got shit to do with you. Like, you're just the reason I'm here. And I think that, as African-American nowadays, when people are like, man, how often do you go in March? I'm like, I, I, I grew up, I went to the Million Man March. I've been, like, I feel like we all have known how fucked up the world has been for us. I mean, John and I talked about it multiple times, that when I walk home at night, and I know you do it too, John, if a white woman or man walks in front of me, I either, like, walk past him or I cross the street because yeah, I don't want a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's walking home. That don't matter if you're in a suit. Yep. It doesn't matter what it is. And like at the end of the day, people keep talking about now, oh, how crazy, like how racist the world is. And I'm like, bruh, we been through this. And the thing is, I think this movie shows that it's African-Americans, like, yes, we all have issues. We have problems amongst ourselves. But we have been good people. We didn't need to realize shit. This is for white people to realize. Like the yeah. angry white dudes, like your uncle mm. that you don't want to talk to, your grandma who still says racist shit, it's for her to realize it. So for this privileged white dude in this movie, no, because they talk about how privileged he is, oh, for this 100%. rich white dude to get to an understanding of, yeah, I'm fighting for them, but I actually see them as people now. Like he says it at one point, I yeah. see them. And like like John said, this Super Bowl, they were racist in the North. Like people were terrible. And it's like they were fighting for us, but it only, I mean, to an extent, may have been because of Lincoln, may have been because they, didn't, was, they yeah. didn't want to be those evil white people. Because they, they, you know? they actually weren't really think, they <laughs> Again, it's one of the reasons that people still don't think this war is about slavery is because when they were fighting it, they had to pretend like it wasn't about slavery or some Northerners wouldn't fight because they'd be like, we're not going to die for black people. So like Lincoln made it about, we're fighting for the union. The nation. The nation. Yeah. We're fighting for the together. nation and, and these people are traitors to the nation, which they were too. They were. But, you know. but it's also the thing of like, and I... And again, the reason like I give this movie a little bit of credit is because I think 
and I speak for myself, as African-Americans, I think we do need allies. And I think we need people. True. Just like as a man, like, it's easier for us to talk about, like, um, uh, like um, rape culture than it is for a woman, you know? Whereas, like, for us African-Americans, it's easier for, like, a white guy to talk about it than it is for us. Because of us, it's complaining. Oh, we're just seeing stuff. So I feel like we needed to see it through his lens. But I do agree with John where, like, I just want it to be a co-lead. Like, maybe. Because Denzel, honestly, isn't in it that much. It's more Morgan and um and Captain than it is him. But, yeah. I mean, I, I feel midway about it. So, I, like, we'll get to it. But, like, I feel very weird. Yeah, I also think that I feel like this movie there's complicated things about this movie in particular like i appreciate that this movie exists and is a and is a thing um and i and and obviously it's like you know they had his letters so this is how the the movie is sort of deconstructed from these letters Mm -hmm. um and so even if moments are added to make him seem whatever like they're making this movie was written about him, yeah. right? Like, that's yeah. the, how they made this movie. So, like, I do think that there are things that are complicated about it. I thought the acting in this was so good. Everyone is amazing. Everybody is. Even, like, I was, like, at, at first, because sometimes when I see Matthew Broderick and stuff, I'm, like, I can't deal with Matthew Broderick it's funny. sometimes. The, yeah, in the beginning, I didn't know if I liked him either. And then, But then, like... He was so real in but this, But we watch him. We watch him grow up, yeah. and it's, like great to see and then and all of the the uh the black soldiers are all amazing morgan freeman is fantastic andre brower crushes in this yeah uh uh, denzel does a fantastic job jimmy does a jimmy i think is his name does a great yeah he's the one i I clicked on him as jimmy um uh and like all of that is great and there are things as we go through it there are like little things and i'm like oh i don't know how i feel about this specifically um but i do but i do think that like you know like it's not that we are looking at a white savior like like i feel like we're just watching a character experience things like even in those moments when he does something that inspires the crew it's Mm -hmm. like that's that's him growing you know and the movie does a good job of showing it in that way uh, showing it in that light, I mean. Um, so I, re- I, I really, really liked it, uh, but, uh, but I think it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just to be clear, I don't see this movie as a white savior movie only because <clears throat> he wasn't saving them from anything. He yeah. was just fighting with them. He yeah. was their leader because of the army and how that works, but like, there are many moments where they were, teach- they were teaching him yeah. something and then he was teaching them. Like It felt much more like a friendship and a partnership yeah. than it did like a savior. Yeah. That's the reason I think I, it's different from Hidden Fences because Hidden Fences, I was like, oh man, this is definitely like, I'm, I'm here to help you guys. Whereas like every time you watch Matthew, and even before he like takes the job, um, with the Negro uh, soldiers, it's like when, Ant- when um, Captain's there, like they have this real discussion and you could tell he wants to help. And to me, like yeah. it's, that's the difference I feel like every movie kind of misses. It's like they're here to help, but not to like, what's the best way? He's not there to hold their hand. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the right. day, they have to fight for themselves. So it's like at the end of the day, they have to fight. Whereas in, in Hidden Figures, like he kept like patting her on the back and like guiding her and like yeah. her big moment wasn't like earned. I was like, that's true. A, th- a thing that, uh, that I forgot to say, but that I really wish did happen more was that like, I really wish that the, that the African-American soldiers had even more character than they actually did. Like I would have loved to have known more about 
Morgan Freeman. Oh, their backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I just would have loved right. to have known more about nice. about all all of them. Did you we know, know his backstory? At all? No, we didn't really know anybody. Figure we the only thing we heard is where people were from, like yeah. the states that they were from. Mm, like if they, they were, we get from. like that one scene when they when they're all in their in their sleeping quarters in their tent, and the and you know they kind of we get to know a little bit about each person, but that's that's basically it. Um, and and I really wish that there was more because everyone was doing such a good job of acting the roles that like we can sense a history, you know, and like Morgan Freeman has the the line when when they first go down south and he's like, you know, yeah, we left as we left as runaways and we came back as fighting men. And it's like, yeah, there's so much there. And then like they, you know, they uh, specifically hit. Uh, no, specifically Denzel's uh, prayer at the end. Yeah. We hear a little bit about him, but I just really wish that there was more yeah, about the soldiers. Because Alonzo was like a runaway slave, right? right. Like, Alonzo, <laughs> like Alonzo, like, like he saying, ran away became a free man. Like, he was, he like, a, like, a, like a Like a, uh, a teenager, right? I'm mad what? at you. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, everybody know Denzel is Alonzo no, from Train Today. No, that's not his name. Okay. Y'all know what it is? All right. Before we get into this, we're going to take a quick commercial break, break and be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. What? You know it is. Okay. I, no, I, thought, I was I, just I, excited I thought, about it. I thought that's normally what I do, James. Okay, I'm sorry. Stop uh, it. <laughs> it's the summertime, y'all. Summertime? <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect time to create your own beautiful website with Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, build it with Squarespace. Okay. <laughs> Now I don't know what to do at all. Uh, you know you can build a website to showcase your work. Yeah, you can do that. Blog or publish content. Mm-hmm. Sell products and services of all kinds. Products. Promote your physical or online business. Mm, I wow. mean, basically, if you live in 2017 right. and you do anything, yeah. you need a website. That's right. And Squarespace makes it easy. How easy, though, John? Man, they I'm got lazy. beautiful templates created by world-class designers, so you don't Ooh. need to know no HTML code or nothing like that. Sure that? that? They got templates. About? Oh, it's a drag-and-drop, right? Mm-hmm. They have drag-and-drop tools. Let me get that. They have powerful e-commerce functional functionality that lets you sell anything online. Yes. Uh, it's optimized for mobile, so you don't have to like create your own mobile site as well. It looks good on your phone and on the computer. And it's got a built-in search engine op- uh, optimization, free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and 24-7 award-winning customer support. You know what? I think I'm going to build his website because when James and I lived together, I used to take videos of him when he fell asleep on the couch. Why did you and do I that? Made, and I narrated it in like no. a little documentary. What? And I think I'm going to make like a little, a little website for Why it. Why is like, it great. No. What are you going to call it? Man. Or boy in the wild, man. Or boy, because you like you always used to sleep curled up watching like. Um, Why is it or boy? Because well, I like, used to curl up like and watch like dinosaur <laughs> shows, so I couldn't tell what like from a distance. You like look a little kid no, just watching not, TV. Yeah, don't yeah. appreciate like or cereal boy. will right. be on the um, table and stuff. Too. All right, <laughs> you can check Squarespace out at squarespace.com. Register a domain name and start your free website or online store trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code Jump. To save ten percent off your first purchase, use our offer code Jump J U M P for ten percent off. Do it, yeah. Squarespace. We're here talking about glory. The- 
African Americans went through through <laughs> during the Civil War. Is that it? Am I doing the right? Damn it, damn it, James. I don't know. <laughs> I feel man. like it was part of it, and then I slipped into something. <laughs> I else. tried to distract you so you wouldn't start doing something. <laughs> no, because uh, I was just gonna keep repeating the same thing. And I. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie starts uh, on the battlefield at Antietam. Antietam. Uh, and uh, he is lieutenant, I think, at this point. Yeah, he's still a lieutenant. Wait, uh, wait. Or a captain. I forgot how the system works. Yeah, right. Maybe a captain. No, captain. He's a yeah, he's a captain because he's not a colonel yet. He's not a colonel yet. Uh, uh, Robert Shaw is leading uh, his men into uh, uh, into death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, walking them into death. <laughs> Walking. That was the thing that yeah. I was like, is this 1776? What are you walking for? Walking yeah. them into death. I mean, listen, man. Yeah, why not charge? I don't understand. Ferris don't... knows a lot of things. He can skip school. You know, he can get the car He out. was literally Ferris like three movies before this. <laughs> like legit. Legit, he was Ferris. So crazy. Well, he legit was Ferris. Three movies before this, this guy he was, was a young Ferris dude. Bueller. <laughs> Yo, he was the hot new thing. Um... Yeah, and so, uh, you know, the scene, we see a man's head explode. Uh, we see people get shot left and right. And he gets shot, goes down. Uh, and, uh, but, and like, seemingly, I think it's important for his character, like, seemingly, like, chooses to stay down. Chooses to stay yeah, down instead of run away. Yeah. Which was, honestly, the smart thing to do. Right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then... He kind of passes out, and then he comes to, and Morgan Freeman's just kind of standing over him. Because uh, he kicked him to see if he was dead. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, we later on fi- real, uh, hear that Morgan Freeman is like, he's burying the dead of the Union. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he goes back to home. Or just I'm just racing through this unless you guys No, no, keep going. Yeah, then he goes <clears throat> back to his home in Maryland, right? Uh. Or no, sorry, Wait, Massachusetts. Is it Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, they they go to Reedville Camp. Yeah, in Massachusetts. No, sorry, they go to Massachusetts. His parents, camp, yeah. and this is, I mean, real life. His parents were abolitionists, so they have they're having this party uh, with some politicians there, and he's getting freaked out by all the noises because he's you know he's got PTSD. Yeah. And uh, but he's not talking about it. It's not. Uh, proper to talk about it, I guess, yet. And then uh, he meets Frederick Douglass, who has a brief cameo. But also, just in case, because I'm very curious about, and this is no disrespect, but I just want to make mm-hmm. people know that uh, um, um, the abolitionist means, <laughs> like, no, because I feel like some people like this. Oh, yeah. I, I like love how you said history, no disrespect. Like somebody's at home like, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> I just don't want people to, because I know like sometimes, <laughs> I know some of my friends did not have black history and really didn't touch on the Civil War in their classes in school. I know I oh, did because I went to a school in the hood and like black history, our culture mm-hmm. was very hey, yo, steeped Every in month it. was black history. Yeah, I mean, hood. yeah, it was very steeped in it. And in my high school, which was like very mixed, my teacher, she was very adamant about letting you know like this is what um, the American um, uh, war was like, and this was the Civil War. So abolition, just a person who favors the abolishment of the practice and institution of slavery, which is capital punishment. Formerly, it was called capital punishment, but you know, formerly known as slavery. Just want people to know. Right. Uh, it should be noted that uh, abolitionist movements were happening a lot of different places, not just in America, but in European countries and things like that. Basically, when when the age of reason came, it was harder and harder for like 
you know, I hate using the term, but like first world countries to justify slavery and they started abolishing it. But of course, America's slavery was very, very, very deep in race, more so than I think any other nation. I guess maybe some of the uh, central, well, maybe some of the South American countries were too, but. Um, I mean, the South was wealthy, man. I mean, my yeah. mother. Who, oh, they got so rich off slavery. Who I will not say her age because she's going to kill me, but I'm going to say the, the range. Um, she's in her 70s. Grew up. She's <laughs> she's pissed off right yeah, now. She <laughs> she's so but mad at you. <laughs> she and my aunt grew up picking cotton. You know, like they were, like I won't say they were in district service, but they were, um, I got to ask you, they had a name, but like they were hired hands and they picked cotton. And like she would say how wealthy the people they worked for were because you got to think about it. Like, I mean, until now, almost everything was made with cotton, mm-hmm. your linens, your clothes, like your coats, like everything. So yeah, there's no synthetic synthetic fabrics. The South were rich, dude. They were so rich. And then people get married now in plantations. We should say, not everybody, a lot of people in the South weren't rich, actually. A lot of people in the South were extremely poor, but the plantation owners were all rich. Which is, you know, another thing thing for people who love waving their Confederate flags to think about, like, you died, your, like, ancestors fought in a war to protect an institution that they weren't really even benefiting from other than just because of white supremacy. Uh, okay. And now, sorry, this is like half a history it's hard, podcast. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Um, but the Frederick Douglass moment is interesting because we know how important of a figure Frederick Douglass is. I think this movie tries to like show that in this dramatic way that he turns around and he's just like, he looks very striking. But then he basically says like one line at the end. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. Neither do I. Bro, the thing about it is, I'm like, I have Googled Frederick Douglass throughout this whole podcast, <laughs> and I'm determined to find how often he has appeared on screen. Because in D.C., like, his house is there. So, like, in school, you would always go visit Frederick Douglass' house every year. Oh, that's dope. My man, my man in major motion pictures has appeared in, this says, two movies. Wow. One being Glory. <laughs> and what is three seconds. And what is this? Hold on, wait. I gotta come back to this other one because like this other one almost feels like a TV show, so maybe not. Maybe it's not a movie. Wow, the life and times of Frederick Douglass. Yeah, that can't be a movie. There's no, there's no way that's a movie. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Continue. Well, I just wanted to say because right after that moment or right before that moment is uh, Andre Brower shows up. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about that. And uh, I don't know if it's in this moment when we see him, but he but. But there's a moment when Andre Brower shows up who is a free black man. Free black man. Born free. Born free. His parents were free. His demeanor mm-hmm. is amazing to look at versus the demeanor of the other black men in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's like so relaxed. He will invade any white person's personal mm-hmm. space. It's just like I. He's happy. Yeah, he is he happy. He always has an air of happiness. There's such a there, and I thought that was such a great acting thing that I don't even know is something that like if you're just watching the movie, not analyzing it, mm-hmm. would you you would even notice? Yeah. No, can I say what I found fascinating is that telling he was a free man from the north, very educated, very like well spoken, and dressed nicely. Dressed nice, and the thing is, I also think. A lot about color because based, that's what Hollywood is. Like we know about the paper brag test. Like uh, someone actually tweeted me this week talking about like how African American women are actually appearing in movies. But is it a regression of the paper bag test where like most of the women that we're seeing 
can pass it. Because, like, you know, now it's like, oh, their dad is still, like, a famous white dude. Their mom is black, but, like, she's elite. But I bring this up because I'm like, this character normally would be a light-skinned person because, mm. like, if it's the, if it's, not saying he's asleep, but if he's the house person, you know, and if his dad and his parents were also free, you know, normally this character would be lighter, which would be portrayed yeah. a little different. And I find it very interesting that Captain played this guy. So I think yeah. he have a different level to that particular character. But you could you could have been a freed slave and True. dark and darker than what the typical what True. we what we have grown to understand how slaves yeah. looked like, sure. right? Twelve like, years a slave, Chibata- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in, in twelve years, who I guess we could say is lighter than Andre Brower is, but. Right, I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, and and we find out that that they were friends. Him and Matthew Broderick's character were friends when they were young. And so. Robin Hood, they all grew up together. They all grew up together. <laughs> <laughs> they did, man. They did those. Ferris, Robin Hood, and Captain all grew up together. Okay, in Massachusetts. Did you not know? Like, dude, that's that's fact. That's fact. And the yeah. thing is, like, I think Carrie. what's very interesting. Carrie, wait, how do you say his last name? Elves? Uh, Hood? Robin, yeah, Carrie, yeah, Robin Carrie, Hood. Carrie Robin Hood? L- Elves? I mean, that man named Robin Hood. All, All right. right. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so this is like this cool, like this nice interaction between them. Uh, and he, I think he says, like, congratulations. Like, I'm going to be the. Because Frederick Douglass, they give like they pitch him like, oh, we're doing this um, Negro, um, what's it? What do you like? What do you call a group of regiment? Troops? Regiment. Uh, after after saying casually that like, and, uh, and another example of this, instead of giving them guns, they gave them like pipes, and so they deserted. Like they were taught. Like one of the the casual conversation was that like they lined up black people basically like cattle, and they're like, you can't get. You can't get a gun, but here's mm. here's pipes. Wait, I think, no, wow. so I think they also call them color the color uh, regiment. And what mm-hmm. it's so interesting because I keep thinking about the different things that black people are called. And like I have friends now who are very nervous about even saying black. What, what it's 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 offensive to say colored now, right? Like you can't call a person. Colored, yeah, it feels right? outdated now. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, that tide obviously turned at some point after civil rights. Mm. I think it happened in the 70s. I don't know why, but it did. Uh, I mean, because, you know, Martin Luther King would refer to black people as colored people. The NAACP, obviously, even though that... The C is still that. Yeah, right? Yeah, and why would it... it, They shouldn't change change it. There's no need for them to change it. Yeah. But, yes, but there's something about... Maybe, and it probably is because it reminded people of Jim Crow, honestly. Oh, because colored only, yep. Yeah. Um, so, and then also the more we, yeah, I don't know who knows. Anyway, uh, so this scene, (laughs) this scene is like cool. There's also a scene like outside that he has with Robin Hood. Oh, damn it. I'm doing it. Uh, Yeah, because you know who he is. Where he, where he's like, you know, they, they give him this responsibility (laughs) and he feels like shell shocked when he hears that he's going to be leading the, that he's going to be promoted to Colonel and like lead a black regiment a colored regiment and yeah. you know and robin hood is like you're not gonna do it right like he's almost thinking like he's like yeah he said you know that's gonna come over um but, I mean, but he but he goes through it but he's like i think i am gonna do it and i want you to be my captain and he's like all right or my major whatever it is 
Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women or people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited-run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey there, Forever Dog listeners. This is Rhea Butcher, a host of Three Swings, a podcast about baseball and other things available right here on this very network. For as long as I can remember, I have had a love-hate relationship with the game of baseball. More love than hate, but you know, it's a sport that brings me so much joy and it's impossible to imagine my life without it. I have countless memories of watching the sport, playing the sport, swearing at the sport, watching the sport some more. But like everything else in America, being a fan of baseball is not that simple. There's also a lot that I dislike about baseball. The persistence of racist mascots, the fact that violent domestic abusers continue to thrive in the major leagues, the wall streeting of professional baseball, the list goes on and on. So I wanted to make a podcast where I could talk freely about both of these things what makes baseball great, and what makes it terrible. And in doing so, I usually find myself talking about more than just baseball. Race, gender, capitalism, mental health, stories from my life, stories from the road. And that's what Three Swings is all about. It's a baseball podcast about life. It's a life podcast about baseball. It's got something for diehard baseball fans, for new fans, and even for those of you who know absolutely nothing about the game, but are hearing this ad and saying, hey, that sounds interesting. It's for you too, my friend. We've got a bunch of back catalog episodes for you to browse through, and new episodes come out every Friday right here on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to also follow us on at 3 Pod on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest updates. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of weird. I'll be honest, their whole storyline... It felt like whenever they needed like Matthew Broderick's character to go through some emotional thing, they just like brought this other dude in. His name in the movie is Forbes, Major Forbes. Forbes. Yeah. Like to like it he felt inconsistent. Like his character was Well, I he definitely started in a place where it didn't seem like he Yeah, where he was gonna end. Like once like, he once he Almost right away, he's like, "Why are you behaving this way towards the black people?" Whereas, yeah, like, instant, in the first even scene, though in the first scene, he's like, "Boo, black, like, black people!" Black <laughs> people. I thought literally he was gonna like desert them or like set them up because like he seems so shady. Yeah, he seemed very. He seems so shady. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, oh, maybe this. Maybe he didn't understand his character yeah. before he filmed that scene, yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, yeah. whoops, it's so shady." Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, this whole first kind of scene. 
these whole first scenes are weird to me because Matthew Broderick is like playing this like PTSD kind of shell shocked thing. And I don't really understand emotionally what's happening for him at all. Like when yeah. he makes decisions, it feels it doesn't feel like it's motivated. It feels just... Well, the PTSD, unless that happened in real life, it felt like you didn't need that. I feel yeah. like you were trying to humanize him a little bit to be like, this guy's been through something. You know, it's that thing of like, um, it's, the, it's the old action movie trope of like, he, like he needs to retire, but he's got to come back out for one yeah. more. You know, like yeah. he got his PTSD. He shouldn't be out there on the field, but he's got to do it to help the black yeah. people, you know? Yeah, but I think that they were trying to paint for him at this stage was not that he had not so much that he was he needed to go but it was the, like was he ever cut out for it that's yeah, what I think oh, these, okay. that's what I think these earlier moments are right about. so that's why he's, he's like questioning himself right oh. right which is hard because he never verbalizes it right but the, something that we didn't say that we that we skipped over that I thought was big was for him was just the moment when he's getting like his tiny scrape stitched up but the, there's a guy behind the tarp screaming, please stop cutting, stop cutting. His leg's getting cut off. And he's like, and he's thinking about his, and the guy who's stitching him up is literally going like, oh, this is nothing. And then like just casually kind of talking about like the Emancipation Proclamation mm -hmm. while he's going, oh my God, like what? I didn't do anything. What? You know you, you know what I mean? I didn't sacrifice anything. I, I didn't do, right. right. And I, and so it does, It these later moments do feel in, somewhat inconsistent, but I do think that that, is what's happening for him right now. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm happy you brought it up because I keep reading these articles and I started reading them today, which is why I've logged off of almost everything, um, <laughs> about like all these think pieces, like are we going to a new civil war? Are we leading up to this? And I'm like, no. War is horrible. No, no, no. Like I don't think people, under, <laughs> I don't think people understand like- No, they don't get it Like, And I have friends here and I bring up a lot of comedy friends who like want to go out there and fight the good fight. And I'm like, you ain't never been in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love this defense. I love, like, trying to support. But, like, you know, like, I've been very angry lately. And I'm like, I've been in fights, and that shit hurts. You know, like, war is terrible. Like, yeah. a man got amputated. Could you imagine that being your best friend? That, and, oh. by the way, most people, most people lost an arm or like, Yeah. If people came die. back scarred. Like, people come back from Iraq Almost a scarred. million people there were almost a million casualties in this war. Yeah. And and because the medicine that they had then was like so poor, the best thing to do was just to We got to get rid of it. Just get yeah. rid of the whole limb so that the infection doesn't spread. And they couldn't like they couldn't sedate them. Nope. <laughs> no sedation. Like, Maybe some alcohol they'd give you. They had some stuff but not really. Yeah, but it's like that's what I'm saying. They like, didn't have enough supplies to give it to people. So. Yeah. Like so I just I just bring that up cuz like there's so many thing pieces about like civil war too. I'm like, "No, man, this is out of everything, we need to avoid even that conversation yeah. because of how horrible. Like, a man is screaming, dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and okay. so, anyway, we get so boom. We see all the troops coming in. We got Morgan Freeman. Uh, we got Andre. Uh, Andre Brower is there, you, you know. and then and I think I think Jimmy's Jimmy there. is there too. Jimmy's there. But it's those are the only three. Did this feel like a slave auction? Like when they lined them up and they just stood, like I felt very weird. And then like he had his slope. Literally, you saw like all these black people lined up. You saw the white people in in uniforms, and you saw um, Ferris Bueller like just trotting slowly down, <laughs> staring <laughs> at everybody. Yeah. It did at first. It did at first, but then it actually did at first. But then when they start saying like, "When we gonna fight? When we gonna get the blue suit?" and like he's kind of looking, and then like even having like a nod to Morgan mm -hmm. Freeman when he sees him. 
then it started to feel like, no, this is a this is an yeah. exchange. Like they're here because they want to be here. And he yeah. is checking them out to like see like are we, can we do this? I think the other reason it felt like that though is because they were some of them were wearing the clothes that they had in slavery. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like they didn't have anything else. Like yeah. a lot of them didn't have shoes. You know, Dude, uh, that, like and then they marched them off. I, I, it's hard for me to even <laughs> review stuff like this because it's like we come from like this very modern world, but we have to think about like not not that long ago. I'm not talking about slavery, but not that long ago. We still had relatives fighting to learn how to read, dude. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm gonna bring up because, like, one of the next scenes mm-hmm. is like uh, uh, Jimmy. Captain and oh. Jimmy, mm-hmm. and Jimmy's like, he's like, "Oh, I can read. Don't worry, I'll teach you if you want." Like, people didn't know how to read, Pe- Bruh, Fifty years ago, sixty years ago, people were still trying to get good education. We're still fighting for this. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit isn't that far off. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, I got. All right, we're never gonna do this. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so they they're lining up. Uh, I mean, they they break them off into the different regiments, right? Um, and then we get our first like tent scene. I think. Yeah, this, yeah. this is at Reedville Camp, Massachusetts, and that's when Denzel's already in in the tent, right? Yes, like he's and already it, and, laid out. And, <laughs> my man's in the well, tent and immediately Andre. antagonizing everybody else. Everybody. <laughs> first, he tells Andre, "You got to move. This is my spot." But first off, like, oh, well, out. I, I'm over here because I like to I like to read at night, and, I, and there's some light here. Andre did Andre did do some 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 slick shit though. Like my man Denzel was laying down, then he gets up to move something. Andre sits down, opens his book. Bro, you saw me laying here. Like that's like, <laughs> oh that's, yeah. Like you saw me laying here, dude. Like, come on, man. He says to him, he says, I like it when niggas talk good as white folks. And I was like, okay. Yo, this is how we start. Well, it's so funny because he says that and then Andre takes it as if there was no sarcasm in that comment at all. And he goes, oh, I can teach you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can teach you if you want. (laughs) And then Morgan Morgan Freeman instantly knows what's going down. Like Morgan Freeman, you got to bother everybody. And he just goes, don't bang that drum Mm -hmm. in here. Like he literally Mm -hmm. goes to everybody, dude. He's such an asshole the whole time. Whatever happened to that kid? Oh, do you know? Oh who no, that he's kid around. Is? He is. Oh, I just googled is, him, dude. Yeah, I googled him too. Oh, oh, that dude is one of the leads in Survivor's Remorse on mm-hmm. Stars, mm-hmm. and he also was in uh, what was it? Um, my no, no, sister, sister, or oh, smart sister, sister. 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 Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. like so, he's been around. He's been around. Uh, and he was yeah. like, I'm playing these drums, and now put me in every he's TV moving. show ever. Um, and then I would just want to clock. He called it, Denzel called Brower a snowflake right away. Snowflake, like, yeah. which is interesting because don't like, they call like <laughs> don't like don't conservatives like hard right conservatives call liberals Liberal snowflakes. snowflakes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because uh, they're delicate. I grew up with being if you if you spoke uh, very articulate and like if you act a certain way. I, I remember being grown up being called an Oreo. Yes. Yeah. So I had to like. You I had never to, like, got split. called that. You had to split it. I got but, called yeah. that. I got called but, that. I had but to. I definitely got called white. White. <laughs> really I definitely got called white black person. That uh, exact. <laughs> you ain't black. You no one was yeah. clever enough to say Oreo to me. <laughs> I, I, I got called Man, Oreo. And then once I got to New black. York. You can read a book. Some of my friends oh my now. God. You can read a book? Oh, my God. Some of my friends now who are white, who I won't bring up it again. They always they used to be like, I mean, you're not one of those black people, though. You know what I'm saying? So you get what it from both sides. And so Denzel is doing it out to everybody. People are like, all right, we're not going to fight you. Uh, we find out that. Oh, and then we find out also that Jim, Jimmy is from South Carolina. He was mm-hmm. a slave, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so next scene. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Wait, not Rod- oh my Rod- God. Rod- 
Matthew Broderick. See, this is why I should call him by. This is why I call him Ferris. All, all right. right, Ferris. All right, Ferris. So the next thing is like they start doing training, and I'm gonna just skip a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Ferris realizes that like he isn't equipped to train them, so he calls down a big gun yeah. from the north to train the guys. I. I he goes, let's send for a proper trainer. And I actually really liked this training sequence because the trainer is like a huge asshole, right? He's an Irishman. And he, and he, he calls him, he goes, you are ugly Mexican African fucking horse. But then, but I'm like, in every drill sergeant I've ever seen, They're always like this that. is respect. Like, this seems like the most disrespectful thing you could ever say. The way he's behaving to all of them. It was until he, like, ba basically choked Andre Brown that I was like, okay, maybe he's doing it a little harder than he would. Well, but I, it was like, no, this this is how you would train. Oh, yeah. I think so. And the thing is, I thought even before he did that, I, I was on board with him the moment he kept saying right, left, and then he stopped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, next to Jimmy, and was like, do you know? Like, and it was an honest question. Do yeah. you know your right from your left? <laughs> Was it honest? At first, I just thought he was just like making no, fun of No, I don't think. Him. Yeah, I do think it was, really? do you know, well, do you, you know, know, do you know, right from your left? And then, but then he's like, uh, no. no. His, like, his yeah. response is like. And then he's like, how many other people don't know yeah. the right from their left? And a bunch of people <laughs> raise their hand. And he's yeah. like, oh my God. Which is it? I mean, guys, you got like, this is. This, this is your front. <laughs> this is your rear. This is your right. And this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> These are grown men. Yeah. These are grown men who still call boy who don't know how to read and don't know their right from their left and know from their south. Mm -hmm. Denzel called everybody boy in this movie. Oh, yeah. Everybody. I mean, but think about think about what he's known, though. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Like, that character in particular, they, you briefly, I feel like you know about him more than anybody else, and it's not by much. You know he escapes. Eventually, we'll get to it. You see his back, so you know he's escaped many times. He's been whipped. Mm -hmm. Imagine the, imagine the self-hate he has. Yeah. Like at that point, so much self hate. Like he hates everybody, and even Morgan Freeman says at that one point, "You hate everybody." I mean, we got we got people like like, and this is to talk about like modern time. Like Jay Z just had an interview with Rap Radar, and he talks about like we still live in a world where I I don't know why. Like he doesn't know why we still self sabotage each other. Like we won't support. Like I remember when Diddy has to rock. People are like, I'm not about to buy Diddy's. Oh, like, yeah. why does he need that? Whereas, like, I talk go, about this all the time. Like, why do we do it? It's cra it's crazy. Like when it's like I'm I doing comedy and then see another black person on the showcase, I'm immediately like, well, fuck that guy. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, it's, it's just like, what is that about? Like, that's so that's disgust. It's horrible. It's, it's terrible. horrible. And it's not to say everybody does it, but it's a thing of like it, to me is like I mean, until I met Char, I remember being at UCB and I remember this dude Phil Jackson. I remember him telling me, like, yo, I'm moving to L.A. tomorrow. And he was the only black dude on the team. Like, period. Didn't matter. Like, how, like he was the only black dude on stage. And I remember thinking in my head, oh, shit, they got to replace him because there's no way they can't have no black dudes. Mm -hmm. I remember running into a guy, Ray, who was on our team and was on the podcast and not knowing him and being like, hey, man, what's up? And him instantly going, you hear about Phil. <laughs> instantly, that was the you hear about Phil. I was like, oh, yeah, I hear Phil's gone. They got to replace Phil. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And it was this, and I remember this dude, Sean Distant, running into him because he wasn't on the team yet. Yo, you hear about Phil. And it became this thing of like, there was one spot. And no black dude even got the spot. No black person got it. But it was like, we all were competing and hating each other for this thing that like, we were yeah. taught that like, oh, we gotta get this, we gotta get the seat at the table, and it's there's only crazy. one seat. The approval of the white man. That's what it was, um, though. I uh, really liked this next um, letter. I really liked this next letter. I don't know if I liked it from the writing, like the actual writing of it. That the, 
that uh, Shaw did. But I liked him talking about how the regiment was doing in their training. And um, basically, the, the summary of it is, he, he says it a little differently, but the summary of it is, they learn so quickly, it must be slavery. And I, like, he talked about it from like, more from a standpoint of, like, them as humans. Mm, yeah. But, you know, like, it's crazy that Everyone's in this position. They don't. We don't really know yet why are all these people fighting? Why have they signed up? Why have they chosen to do this? And yet they are. We don't know. Going, but we know. We know, but we we don't know, but we know, right? They're going through this tough training. You know, they're they're ultimately willing to lay down their lives. But also, what makes them so good at what they're doing is the service that they have had to do against their will for so many years. I mean, he even comments on the fact that, like, yeah, they follow orders very well, they don't talk back, but then once they're, like, like wrapped, once they're, like, um, released, they instantly take oh, the I love chance that. to be jovial yeah, because yeah. they're so used to, like, saving it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he's like, it's fascinating. Have, it's so I love interesting. That. Hearing them all, like, singing and singing talking. Singing and having mm-hmm. a good time and learning from each other and just and just being together. And, exp- and the thing is, all they want to do is, the, if you think about them at their core, all they want to do is fight and defend other blacks. Yeah. That's it. They, they all here freedom. willing to die for that freedom, mm-hmm. for that thing of like, I'm fighting for like my family who I probably don't, I can't see anymore, my wife who I lost, my love of my life. I'm fighting for that. So, also, oh. actual freedom and yeah. not the South fighting for the freedom to own slaves, by yeah. the way. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the South will say, we're fighting for freedom. To own slaves. I just... Yeah, I mean, no. You gotta get... You gotta finish the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You gotta a, finish the sentence. That's a good way to bring it up. You gotta finish the sentence, dude. <laughs> uh, and, what happens after that? Um, I mean, can the, we go to the, the shooting scene? Because that was... Well, that's I mean, what I have. So, like, that's it's my favorite the shooting, scene. like, and trying to load the yeah. gun, right? So, they yeah. all get their guns, which they're all, like, excited about. And uh, Jimmy's, like, a real good shot. He's hitting that. He's he's hitting the bottles, like, every time, distance, baby. Every yeah. time. They're all excited about it. They're all like, woo! And then Shaw comes over. And at first, you don't really understand why he's kind of upset, but he seems upset. And then he's just, like... He's like, okay, you know, uh, the average person can discharge their weapon three times in a minute. You need to go faster. All right, go, go faster. And he's like doing it and he's like, faster, faster. And then he starts screaming at him, faster. And, you know, Jimmy's getting nervous, like mm-hmm. listening to him. He's doing it. He's trying to do it. And then, and then he has it again and he has the gun and he points the gun near his head faster. And he's like looking at the gun and then points it up into the sky, starts shooting the gun. Yo. And he finally drops the rifle. Yeah. And he just turns to uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> oh my gosh. Carrie, Robin Hood becomes like Carrie a great Hills. friend all of a sudden. And he's like, and he's like, teach them properly. Yeah. And literally when he did that, I was like, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Because <laughs> I I mean, if he didn't do that, they wouldn't be trained. Yeah. Because you're not just sitting around just like pointing a gun at a stationary bottle and trying mm-hmm. to hit it. You're going to be in war. There are bullets flying at you, people dying on your left and your right, uh, and people are going to be moving. You can't just yeah. pretend like yeah. this is going to be okay. And I think before oh, this, man, the, so the, the drill sergeant that they brought down to help train has told him to uh, let Andre Brower grow. 
a little bit yeah. more and to like and to re- and to really like the, like no one's really being trained they need to like really be trained uh, uh in the next moment that i have is the moment where brower uh is faced with that guy and he's like he's like he's like how to me. shoot too yeah he's like he tries to shoot too and he's like <laughs> he's stabbing because i guess they have the bayonet on it yeah yeah and he's like he says he's soft. He's like, yo, you're hitting this soft. And what is so interesting about like how they treat them is something that I feel like, I always think about my uncle. My uncle was very rich. He's very wealthy, but he's from the South. And he grew up in a very small town. My parents grew up in St. Stephen's, South Carolina, which again, only has a dirt road that takes you through the town. And he's like, yo, you." I remember he was me- terrible at one point to me. And he was like, you gotta be better. Because right now, you don't got no money. Your parents don't have no money. No one's expecting anything from you. So you got to be better than everybody around mm-hmm. you. And I think that's how they treated them in this movie. It's like, yeah. no one's going to hold slack on you because you're the Negro troops. Well, what we realize later on in the movie is that despite what Denzel thought, Denzel's character thinks they're being treated harshly because they're black. And so did Robin Hood, right? Like yeah. He thinks they're being treated harshly because they're black. When the, ac- the opposite was actually happening. They were getting proper training. Mm-hmm. And most other regiments were not giving their soldiers proper training because they didn't think black people ever could, f- could actually fight. Yeah. And uh, in the South, they debated whether or not they should have uh, slaves fight with they, them. They couldn't trust them with the guns. And couldn't trust them until ver- like at the very end, they finally did it a little bit. But when it happened, one of the people who were one of the major dissenters, I think like a governor from one of the Confederate states said, if we think that black soldiers can fight as well as white soldiers, then we lose the cause of why we need slavery. <laughs> that is so great. Which, which is, I mean, such a amazing truth right you know what i mean like such an amazing window into the truth and the psyche of racism that is of so like, crazy you have to you have to continue to believe a lie in order for the lie to continue you know like you force yourself to it's like the reality was we need these people to help us fight otherwise we're going to lose but they couldn't let them fight because to let them fight is to acknowledge this is the, the sin that they were doing. This is the <laughs> why don't they kill us monologue from from Django, but it's real. Right. That's so crazy. I mean, the thing is, it's so like we. It's disgusting. I mean, that's the that, and that's the thing is that in the North, too, you had people who th- believed that they could African-Americans couldn't fight. And what the 54th did was prove that African-Americans could fight. And if that never had happened, they wouldn't have allowed people to fight because the racism that you know, perpetuated the country over and over and over again because that's the only way you can have slavery and still feel okay. Uh, and they still didn't feel okay, but whatever. They, you know what I mean? Like they had to believe that black people were inferior and therefore wouldn't be able to fight as well as a white man. I mean, it was just, what's so interesting that even about talking about this movie is that the reason we, I mean, honestly, the reason we're doing this movie is because of literally the state of America right now, mm-hmm. right? So in 2017, there are people still like this who think we're not as smart as them who think we don't deserve to even mix and talk to them mm-hmm. and are willing to protest beat up people i mean there's dudes i've watched i don't know if you guys seen the video but like these 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 white uh nazis who beat a black man in a parking garage all of their faces are known 
we know that first and last names, none have been arrested. And the black dude attempted to press charges. No, no one's been arrested. And we're living in this world where like, yeah, this war, where was it? Over 700,000 people died. Brothers, was it, what did they say? The brother versus brother war? Yeah, like, right. Like died. Yeah. For what? Like what? Like I, I'm so confused at this point. Like even today, it's like what? What? What does a skin color that none of us had anything to do with? Like I, I didn't pick to be black. I didn't pick to be like I'm like I won't be white tomorrow. Like we have no choice. And like that's what people are saying. Like it's better. Like it's crazy. And then in this movie, like I'm thinking about a scene that comes up after this when like when Shaw like when um when Captain comes back after like crying because he cries and breaks down. Right. He comes back to the tent. And then Zell, which I honestly think, I honestly think this is an attempt to kind of make him feel better when he starts talking about like the food, the food and the and the, yeah. and, and the supplies. Like, man, I heard this town over that has like pies. And he tries to get someone to come with him, and he goes to Captain like, yeah, I know you want some pie. Like, you know, I yeah. know you want it. Like, you grew up on this pie, and like he doesn't leave that night. But then I think it's the very was it the very next scene mm-hmm, where they mm-hmm. catch the uh, they, yeah they catch him. They say. He was, a, des- a, he was a, deserter. a deserter, even though he was actually just trying to get shoes. shoes. But and they don't know that yet. They just say that they caught work. a deserter. And and uh, and the punishment for deserting is flo- a public flogging. Yeah. Whipping. And then, you know, Robin Hood is like, yo, don't, not them, not like this. But that's the rules, man. Those are the rules, and he wanted to keep to it, uh, even when he takes off the shirt, and there all the scars there. And then, of course, you have the famous Denzel single tear scene. He, like, but just stands there. I know. There was a part He's of me like, that was like, it's like what? not physically affecting. What, 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 he barely what? flinches at all. This is the thing. At one point, it's so interesting that you said that, because I thought the same thing. Before, before and after the tear, he moves. Before and right. after the tear, he gets hit. Yeah. During the tear, it's like, I was like, is he... Is he not? Is he? Yeah. Is he? Is he just? He's just connecting to what's happening there right now because he ain't moving. But like, could you? I mean, that moment, honestly, though, he acts the shit out of this. I moment. mean, honestly, dude, that moment is so powerful because like, <laughs> there's so much anger. There's so it's that thing you talk about eyes, man. It's like when he starts, he's fucking angry, dude. Mm-hmm. He's fucking angry. Like, and then as he's getting and, and whipped, indignant, yeah, too. it's just proud. Like, there's pride. pride in yeah, the anger. so much. But then as it happens, you see one move. I, I don't know why I know. See, one move. You see, as I look, and I'm just maybe adding on to it, but I'm like, yo, he's looking at what's happening and then focuses in on Ferris. And then it just, he just breaks. Is that, that strength is just like wearing away. You just get that tear. And you see it just, sorry, it's the right eye. And it just wells up. Uh, and it's a slow push on both of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, bruh, you won. You won, Denzel. Uh, you won. We see a scene in which. Shaw is with a bunch of the other white uh, officers mm-hmm. and and they're like, you know, oh, we heard that they like half of them left the first day. And he was like, none of them have left. Literally, they're all here. They're all here. <laughs> like not one has left. And they were like, oh, see, yeah, I thought I told you. <laughs> the guy says nig. I was like, yeah. you know that boy was saying nigga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, the actor that, see, there was it. a couple of, I was like, you trying to clean this up yeah, right the now. The actor didn't want to do it or the yeah, director yeah. was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, They never had it better in their lives. A hot meal, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's just like, cool, bro. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, cool, bro. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. 
And he's like, anything you want. And he's like, yeah, shoes. Shoes would be great. He's shoes like, well, well, I mean, we don't have shoes. Sorry. We're, we're all out of shoes, you know. Plus. They're not going to fight. We, You know, they're not going to fight. We got to give it to the white soldiers. And uh, once Shaw realizes that from Morgan Freeman that it was because of shoes that Denzel had ran away, he, uh, you know, goes back to this guy and like, does his best, like, intimidating him. It was great. I mean, like... Yeah. It was really great. He does, he does it really... It's so funny, because you're like, I wonder if this what this guy was really like, because <laughs> there is this, there is this, like, passivity to him, like, where you're just like, oh, you don't feel like a warrior or a fighter. No. But he has, like, such strong convictions that, yeah. he'll, like, courage will build up and he'll do things. I mean, obviously, he fought yeah. in a war and died in right. a war, but, but he... He'll just do things at times, and then you're just like, oh, okay, okay. I feel like his courage comes from defending. You know how some people are like yeah. natural-born like warriors where they like to fight and be aggressive? I feel like he's one of those guys where like, if the little guy is being pushed over, yeah, that's when he gets mad. Right. You know? like, yeah. And it's interesting to even bring that up because uh, I love that like, Morgan Freeman and the rest of the dudes were like, guards were so proud to like, you know what I'm saying? Like They were so yeah. proud to be there. And like when they came back, the thing I did like is that Shaw, a.k.a. Ferris Bueller, didn't give out those shoes or socks. I love that Morgan Freeman did it. Because to me, again, this is the difference between this movie and Hidden Figures is that everything was to assist the black people to do it themselves. You right. know, like, like he gave them out. They divvied them up. Like, they handled it. They just needed help. Like, we all need help. Like, they needed help, and that's what they were doing. They weren't being saved by anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like I like the scene. It's hard though, too. It's like so hard. But I like the scene where he he then goes in and checks on uh, on uh, Denzel, Denzel yeah. and like and like just make sure that like the doctors have everything that they need while they're stitching him up mm-hmm. after the flogging that he ordered. You know, right? Um, yeah, yeah. He yeah showed like he he cared even though he like did this thing and he felt bad about yeah. It it's like a weird it's, yeah. It's good to see it happen. Um, and then, uh, is there any other training stuff left or? No, I think no. next is the getting is pay. At least that's the note. Next note that I have. Oh my yeah. God. The pay scene was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. Also real that. So, uh, when they had the black soldiers, like all the soldiers in the army were getting paid $13 a month. And then when the black soldiers came, they said that they were going to get paid $10 a month. They didn't find out to, like Sean didn't find out until right before. This right. is crazy. <laughs> Uh, and, and like in reality, a lot of the black soldiers refuse to, refuse to take the pay as a protest because they would rather not take pay than be treated unequally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so they all, yeah, like Denzel's just going around like, rip it up, tear it up, tear it up, tear it up, tear it up. Do you think this moment with Shaw tearing it up as well? Do you think that's real? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. I yeah. doubt it, but I hope so. I hope so too, because because like we we had been seeing him just blindly do like orders and kind of like go along with stuff, and then we see him get the shoes. So then for him to just be like, "Well, since you're colored, you're gonna get ten dollars a month," like and it, and because like he he's he's Shaw's character is always trying to like find this balance between like, well, I have to follow the rules and the order because that's what we're supposed to do in an army. And you can't like not follow rules in an army. Otherwise just leads to like, you know, like that's an army doesn't work like that. And at the same time, 
he wants to show his men that he believes that they are equal. Yeah. And so he, when he fires that gun, at first you're like, oh, he's going to fire it and be like, you guys need to behave. And like, yeah. you know, I, I thought he was going to be like, if you want to take your pay, like if you don't want to take your pay, that's fine. Just leave. To stop trying to like yeah. cause yeah, yeah. a ruckus. But he's just like, if you're not going to take your pay, then we won't either. And Dude, he tears I his I thought up. that moment was It was great. great. <laughs> it was great. That moment was great. Because the thing is, the one thing, and again, I just keep bringing up hidden figures. The difference is that throughout this thing, we were lucky enough to have a monologue from him. And he talks about just trying to get to know them. And yeah. like, at this point, he's like, he even the reason he goes to Morgan Freeman is because he wants to learn more about the truth. Like, mm-hmm. he is at every point trying to get to know them. And it's interesting that like, they let him. Because I know recently people have been getting up in arms about like Lady Gaga tweeted like, what can we white Americans, like basically what can white Americans do to help? And I'm like, people are mad at her for tweeting people. Some people are mad like we shouldn't have to like walk you through things. And I'm like, no, man, she's asking. Like my thing is everyone needs to learn. And if I'm at a point in my life where I don't understand something, I need to ask. Like wouldn't we be more harsh if she didn't ask and just told us what she was going to do? Also, she tweeted it. You could just not respond. If you feel like yeah. you if you feel like you don't want to tell her, great. Don't. The, why'd you take the time and energy to even say something back? Yeah. Ugh. I mean the thing I the thing I the only reason I bring that up because I just think to me, this person, Shaw, which makes him different, is that he's trying to understand and trying to do the right thing. Yes. And I yeah. think when I see things like what Lady Gaga did, when it's like an outreach of like, hey, I don't know what to do, but I I'm willing I'm here to help. What can I do? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Like I don't know. Like if I have kids, like if I have kids and my son is having trouble at school, and I'm like, "Hey, son, what do you need help with?" I I don't know what you need. <laughs> I'm hoping my son is gonna be like, "Hey, dad, this is what's happening. Can you help me with this?" And that's fine, right? Anyway, yeah. Uh, I know there's a difference between like, like if somebody who's my friend asks me what can I do to help, and then like if I'm walking down the street and like a white stranger was just like, "Hey, excuse me," and I was like, "Yeah," and they were like. Um, can you tell me what I could do to help black people? If it's a person, if it's I'd a, be like, <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> if it's a person of influence, though, yes, it's like, different. It's different. She yeah, has yeah, yeah. so much influence and so much pull right. that I'm like, I don't give a fuck what she did in her past life. If she's trying to atone and trying to figure it out, like I remember someone tweeting like, "Oh, she had a party, a racist party back in the day," and I'm like, "Yeah, but she's trying to atone for it now." Like people change, people grow. Let's get anyway. What, what happens else uh, in this parade happens next? And uh, it's great. The Tina Fey joke was funny. All right, so oh, <laughs> we're not man. honestly. Let's oh, continue man. through the podcast. Let's oh, continue man. through the podcast. We don't uh, need to so even talk about it. What the what the uh, the next? <laughs> oh, you the, the next parade happened. Oh my god! The parade. The parade. We great. see Frederick Douglass they, from oh, afar, and they get their. Oh, they. We forgot that they've got. Oh, yeah, their they suits. get their uniforms. They get, they get their, their uniforms. uniforms. Uh, they're happy about great. that, which is great. Immediately after they rip up their pay, they get yep. the, they, they get, get their, their uniforms. uniforms, which is so uh, cool. We it's also like there was yeah. also one scene where where uh, Andre uh, it's like freezing outside. and He's like sees Robert because they haven't been like talking because oh yeah, there's not supposed to be fraternization with like just privates and like yeah. uh, 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 ranking officers. And he just sees him and he's just like, I just wanted to say. I just wanted to say, <laughs> "Merry Christmas, Robert." Why you say that no. moment? That moment was Yo, like why that. You no, it was why? exactly it was, like it was that. like that, and I was but like, "Why Bruh. did you do the whole like, like, like?" Because <laughs> that was, was so, so dramatic. I was it like, was "So dramatic." I was like, and it was, was after like, he cried too. It was yeah. after he cried. Merry Christmas, Robert. Yeah, well, because but the reason Thomas. why that happened though, because <laughs> that's the way y'all need to quit. Because. 
Hey yo, hey yo, that moment was so long. I, I, was I like, just yo. wanted to say, I just wanted to say. I thought he was gonna say like, but this is beca- no. I thought he was gonna say Merry Christmas. No, what no way. I one hundred percent thought Did he was, y'all didn't think he was gonna say that, bro. I thought he was. Gonna I didn't say- even know it was Christmas. Yeah, no. He t- we found out it was Christmas in the in the um oh, in the monologue in the in the, in the, in the story, and and this is pre. This scene happens pre. <laughs> I thought, I thought he was going to like confess something that we didn't know about. And I, know. I was like, what is this? And then when he said Merry Christmas, I was so oh, let down. Like, I was like, I understand what you're doing. Yes. No, no, the scene or happens. Like, I hate you. The scene happens pre. I, I thought we were friends. Pre really understanding that like uh, Matthew Broderick is like down for the cause yeah. and not just. So. And they were friends since they were kids. I thought, yeah. I thought that's what he was going to say. And he's been being such an I, asshole to him. I thought that's what the conversation was going to go. I thought we were brothers, but but <laughs> that's changed. that's what all those pauses were because he couldn't he didn't know what he wanted to say everything he wanted to say all of that but all he could say was Merry Christmas. Okay, I mean, <laughs> bro, I get um, it. And so, can we get to the part now where they're like, "We're gonna go into battle," and uh, then they just wind up torching. Uh, oh, that was fucking. Yeah. Terrible. So yeah. So terrible. Morgan Freeman's name Sergeant, and he's like, "I'm not sure I want this Colonel," and he's like, "I know exactly how you feel." Boom. Out of boom. Then um, he says the "We left as runaway slaves" moment. Then that. Then he comes back. Then uh, wow, a lot happens. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, we just got. Then they run him up. Yeah. Then they run him up into town. So, but the other gotta, slaves, not the, oh my god, the other the contraband, other, the other soldiers, the other black soldiers, mm-hmm. are only taught to like loot and like right. And it's, t- it's so and terrible. The general is and the just general, like he kills that like, black I mean, soldier. They're animals. He's just, like, this is yeah. a, this is all. I mean, you got to learn how to control the animals. But what does he call the white people though? He calls them something as well because he says the yeah, only they're, he didn't want to like do successors that. or something. Yeah, he, he calls ca- them something like that. Yeah, he calls them a name and he's like, whatever that white woman was, he called her a name and said it's her fault that he had to kill the black dude. Yeah, yeah. And you have to like sponge. You have to expunge all of them from everywhere. It. Referring so to crazy. the white, referring to the racist white people, though. Right. right. Well, so, uh, but yeah. well, definitely, he, not, he doesn't care about them being racist. It's about the fact that they're rebels. Right. Uh, but he will traitors to the nation. Kill this black man for for touching the white woman. Well, yeah. I think she. I think he punched her. He did. Yeah, no, but he he hit. Did he hit the white woman or he hit the black woman? He hit the black woman for sure, and then he threw the white woman down. Yeah, because they started wrestling. Um, but I'm saying he. They're burning down their homes. Oh, I agree. But he's going to just... I agree that he didn't... He, he shouldn't have shot that person. Also, he shouldn't have told them to burn down their homes. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. And then also the thing that was so interesting is that how that ends is the white woman screaming, Negro soldiers. You made them Negro soldiers. And she's just screaming that at the top of her yeah. lungs. Yeah. We all know she wasn't saying Negro. Oh, no. <laughs> no, she was saying... No, I think she was saying Negro. <laughs> But it's so interesting is that, like, Matt, no, I, mean, I think in the movie, yeah. But no, he, I think, like, in that moment, in the moment, that's what she would have said. Yeah, I think she was like, Negro. <laughs> is that, is that, is that like, you know, I'm not even gonna go down that road. Never yeah. mind. Sorry. They um, um, uh, but then, but then, um, Ferris has this moment where he, he's like, he wants to stop it, but he's like, yo, if you do this, I'm higher ranking than you. I'm, Basically, he's like, I'm gonna court martial you, and, and I'm like, gonna take your troops, and I'm gonna take your troops. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you can go through the process of like having a trial in court. But by the time that's done, this war is over. Yeah, and I got your troops now. I got your troops. Yeah, and they're trained, and he makes sure to know, like, I you train, like you trained them well. They're like real soldiers. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone comments on how they're like real so- soldiers. Right. Because we, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then we realize, which is true, that in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, no, in the True. beginning of of uh, blacks entering the Union Army, they were only used as slave labor, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> right. And he and they and they're like, that's what we have to do. We have to do slave labor. Yeah. And then he literally goes like he like um, Ferris comes to like try to get them to like go into war, and he's like, but I'm really there. Was it at that point? It's the general he's talking to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I need them. They're real. What did he? He is that like. He didn't say good for my business, but he said something along the lines of like they're good for my what I'm doing here. Yeah. Which is basically like they're good for what I'm doing here, like, I think is what he said. Is what he said, right? Yeah. And it's like it's so funny you said that, John, because like every like when you brought up earlier, like the people were fighting literally for the North, thinking about like the union and keeping the union together. But mm-hmm. I'm like, some of these people were just as racist as the Southerners. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Like Which yeah. is why Abraham Lincoln couldn't had for the longest time waited for the Emancipation Proclamation and then even longer before allowing blacks into the army or, you know, letting them fight and then even longer before slavery was actually abolished because it was like, it was like this, like, we got to pretend like we're not doing this for slavery because mad people out here be racist even though, you know what I mean? Uh, it was always for slavery. Okay, uh, and then uh, and then we get to the first fight, the real fight. Yeah, um, and because basically Shaw like uh, blackmails uh, the general right. and is like, you you you're doing all these illegal activities, you know, a bunch of all this like stolen goods that just disappear and money that just disappears. You know, I can like and and being like my parents know Lincoln like. You're gonna hey, yo, get, we know the big yeah. man, you know. Anything I can prove it too. He's uh, like, I can prove what you're doing. Yeah, because he has him. And I think they have this first fight, and it's interesting because uh, I didn't think they had any planning at first. Because I'm like, oh, of course, it's like modern warfare, right. like one of the first um, wars, and they definitely have like the shootout. But then I forgot that I guess that they split off some of the um, black soldiers, right? So they could flank them. Because I was like, man, y'all about. Th- Y'all about to lose this. I mean, they also immediately celebrate when the first line uh, retreats, retreats yeah. which is like, no. I know. <laughs> like, Literally, when they start celebrating, I was like, reload your gun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, why, 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 is no, why isn't specifically Matthew Broderick saying, reload, you know, reload, reload like, stop celebrating? Yeah. He, like, like, allows no, them to do that. Because I think he might have thought that it was done. But that's absurd. It he, was absurd. He's been in battle before. Yeah. But in a losing battle. Right. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, yeah. But it was. I thought that was crazy. It was, it was crazy, but it was great. It was a great scene because then they come back and they're like, oh, shoot, we got to reload. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, then, and then, yo, they fight. They get, they get. Denzel. Denzel's a champion yo. in this scene, boy. <laughs> he's just going through it. And Shaw is too, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's With his handgun, boy. Yeah, man. His handgun, <laughs> he was ready. Right. I was like, look at you. <laughs> look at you, shot. It's interesting because, like, I know when people think of Glory, they think of Denzel the most. Like, after watching this movie, he's not in it as much as I thought he was. Right. right. Like, to me, like, um, Andrew yeah. Brower has the most moments to me. A hundred percent. I was like, I was waiting for 
Denzel too. And when he first shows up, but probably just because he's Denzel. It is because he's Denzel. But when he first shows up, you're like, oh man, look at him tear up the screen. Yeah, he is. You know? But was he Denzel when this movie came out? Like, doesn't this no, movie that made him Denzel? Be, well, well I mean, not necessarily, but... People knew him. This but, was, uh, this, but you're right. In the, you're right that he wasn't... Yeah, I think he blew up after this. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I mean, watching even like him in this, you know, they have, they, they win... Uh, the soldier story was before this. Yeah. My question is, um, did the scene where the black soldiers walk past the white soldiers, is it after this? Is it after this? It's after this, yeah. I remember that scene being And like, right before the scene with the the scene alone with Broderick. Yeah. Oh, I think it's right before this, though, because remember, it, before they go into war, and that's when they were like, put us in. Like, if you put us in... Yeah, it's before this. Yeah. Oh, but I thought that they... Uh, no, okay, it was maybe they I'm were thinking just of doing a different labor, sequence, because... Yeah. They come back. Don't they come back bloody because they were just in the fight? And there's like a bunch of white people like d- dancing and stuff. That's after this. This fight. is after this fight. Yeah, that's, that's the after, part that I'm talking about. You're yeah, talking that's about totally different. different. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I wanted to cut to like again that 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 conversation with Denzel and um, Matthew McConaughey because to me like that conversation, which I didn't even remember from the movie, almost <laughs> okay. I love America. All right, so Great. I'm not about to crap on America, but no, I do think I think you can. I do think there are certain things that we all can now acknowledge as a problem, and I think Denzel's conversation with Matthew sums up a lot of the black experience right now. Like yeah. I even think about I even think about football for an instance. I think about football, and I think about you know what's happened with Colin Kaepernick. Like my man, I mean, we all know he did a silent protest, which is what you're supposed to How do. How dare he? Hate it for, and now can't get a job. And it's like, how do you fight for a country who, like, honestly doesn't really want to fight for you or doesn't want to acknowledge that it is fighting for you or that yeah. you're, like, that you're the point? Like, it's like someone brought up, and I think Don Lemon brought it up, like, someone was trying to compare, like, what is it like to, like, take down these Confederate flags? He's like, why would I ever want to, like, have a monument to a person who sold my family? Yeah. Like, just that, just, just simple as that. Like, why would I want to, like, monuments are Makes made no sense. to, like, Technically, like to honor. praise and honor someone. Yes. Yeah. Like, why would I want to honor somebody to celebrate the person's achievements? In and their while life? and while while watching this scene and hearing him say how he felt about the the war, in my mind while I was watching it, I was like, man, this feels like somebody writing something after the fact. But then Bray read that Frederick Douglass quote from the time, and it's basically the Wait, same thing. Did you thing. read it on on camera on on, on recorded? No, no, no. Was that not? Can you? Can you? Re, can can you? Yeah, you find it. It's yeah, so, yeah. It's so but it, but it basically is like slavery is going to go by many names. It's going to keep. It's going to keep going. You know, and like, what will they? What will they call this thing in the future? You know, and it's like, wh- holy shit! Like that's so right. You know, and it's and yeah. To 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 hear it in the in the case of the movie, you're like, oh, this is a some a smart writer trying to do blah blah blah. But like, no, that was how some people felt at the time, and it remains true. Yeah, it's interesting. People always say like one of the arguments that people were saying a lot about the Confederate monuments were, why now? Like, oh, oh, it's just it just oh now it's why a big now? deal. <laughs> yeah, like people are like, oh, now you're making it a big deal. Like it wasn't a big deal before. It, has, it hasn't it wasn't stopped a big being a big deal. And it, and <laughs> what are you talking about? You're only saying why now because for some really weird reason, you didn't know that it was a big deal. Guess what? It's always been a big deal yeah. since the inception. As we know, most of these Confederate monuments and uh, 
you know, statues went up in the 1920s. Hmm. Yeah. During the during Jim Crow era, during the rise, the second rise of the KKK, uh, of public lynchings that were happening all throughout the South, like they weren't put up. The history that they were put up to remember was the history of slavery. Mm-hmm. I mean, they also. I mean, it's so crazy because some of those statues are and white in the North. There's some here in New York. <laughs> also, there's a bunch. Of, apparently, there's a bunch of Confederate statues, like in like countries that weren't even didn't even exist in the time of the Civil War, like Arizona and stuff like that. They're all over. Uh, this is the quote: Frederick Douglass. Slave. This is the end of the speech that he's making. What year, do you know what year this is? Is this like after? This is the end of slavery. Nineteen sixty-three. Eighteen sixty-three. Either 64 or 65. I forgot what the 13th Amendment was passed. I think 1864. Slavery has been fruitful in giving itself names. It has been called the peculiar institution, which some people still call it, the social system and the impediment, as it was called by the General Conference of the Methodist Episcopal Church. The peculiar institution? Mm -hmm. It has been called by a great many names, and it will call itself by yet another name. And you and I... And all of us had better wait and see what new form this old monster will assume and what new skin this old snake will come forth. I mean, it goes by many names. And then, oh my God, it says here, loud applause, loud applause. And then it says, Donald Trump. It says it. No. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I'm so bad. I was so, we I was took like, this turn. I was like, what is it? Uh, all right. Uh, uh, but Denzel is adamant about it. He's like, he's like, I don't want to wear your colors. I don't want to, I don't want to. Because it starts with the flag. flag. It start the whole conversation is really about the flag and what that flag represents. Yeah. And even now, I read this article and like, I mean, I as a person in New York City, I get nervous if I see like tourists come in and there are white dudes like rocking fatigues. An American flag, because I like I don't know what that represents to you. Like I like it, I would think it's like just America we all live in, but now people keep saying like this is our America, this is what we do. Like that that flag now is a whole make America great again. Is I'm that, like, is, what America you is what that, you talking about? Uh, Ted Geisel, uh, Dr. Seuss picture with the uh, America first and Nazi beard connecting. They are one and the same. Is that a real? Do, just do either of you know if that's a real? That's I just know what you're talking about, but. I, I was it America from like forty. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like from it's from the forties, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the the American has America first, and the and uh, and then there's like a Nazi, and then the, and they have a beard. Their beards are connected, and then there's a guy at the, in the corner going like they're one and the same. I haven't, uh, you know. Obviously, yeah. I'm bastardizing this picture, but I wasn't sure if you guys knew anything about it, if that was. Before. Oh, you're right. Yeah, America first, the Great U.S. Sideshow. And it says, on this platform, folks, those most perplexing people, the lads with the Siamese beard, unrelated by blood, they are joined in a manner that mystifies the mightiest minds in the land. America first and the Nazi symbol. Yeah. Ooh. All right. We got to we gotta get Yeah, we got to get, get through we gotta get I only have four more notes. Uh, I mean, Ugh. basically, uh, they have this fight. They do well. Uh and uh, we have that scene with Denzel, but then the we have this scene on the beach where they're looking at Fort Wagner. Is it Wagner? I don't know. I didn't write it down. Is it Wagner or something? Yeah, Fort Wagner, I think. And they're looking at this fort, and they're like, we got to take this fort, gentlemen, uh, and it's going to take one. Only one regiment can go and attack it, 
And this Matthew Broderick's like, Sanders, I think. yo, it's me. You know what I mean? We going to do it. 54th Regiment. We going to get that glory. You know, he says And he that. has a beautiful monologue. Uh, it's great. You should have seen us the other day. This monologue is like, I'm just like, I can't believe us. at the beginning of this movie, I was like, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> you should have seen us. It's so good. I mean, this proves why he's acted <laughs> since he was a child yes. and he's still on Broadway. <laughs> um, it was, it's so good. I love this monologue. Anyway. But also, I think what leads him to this is because that conversation with Denzel ends with like him saying, like, I want to fight for us like it ends with like you haven't seen the pain and it's like they i feel like the reason he said that's because all they wanted to do was fight and die for like the cause of freedom and that was a way for them to get that mm-hmm. you know i mean that was a straight up suicide mission yeah like, it was a suicide mission there was a lot it of suicide definitely missions was. In this war, and this was definitely one of them uh and i mean <laughs> as far as suicide missions go this was very mild actually mm-hmm. There are some where literally thousands of people died. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- this one, you know, I mean, and they're preparing for it by doing the Oh My Lord song. Yeah. And this is where, because one of the kind of uh, thread lines through this movie is Morgan Freeman and De- Denzel Washington's character, there's like contention, but Morgan Freeman, like at one point, is like, uh, tells him not to call anybody in, this, in the regiment uh, nigger. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't use that word. None of us here are that. Right. Um, if anybody call yourself, because you're the one. Like, and he, like, he lays into him. Yeah. It's he a sla- great monologue. He slaps him. It's a great yeah, monologue. Yeah, he lays into mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have this beautiful moment. Yeah, like John was saying, around the fire, and like everyone has their moment. It's just. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy says his prayer first. And you're like, oh my God, it's so, it's so good. Morgan Freeman does his prayer, and then he tells Denzel to, like, you go. You go. Just try something. Yeah, <sighs> it's great. Does the speech that James did in the beginning, yeah. much softer than I did, um, and takes a lot of time. A lot of and time. it's like it's hard. It's hard to watch almost because seeing him go through what he's going through. Yeah, the fifty fourth has become his family. He loves them, and he feels like a man. He doesn't feel like a nigger. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. That got chills right now. Is yeah. like, you, like, could you imagine being, I mean, I don't know how he's supposed to, old he's supposed to be. I'm assuming like maybe like late 20s, 30s, but he's a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has no family, bruh. And it's like, I don't, like, dude, could you, can you imagine moments when like, when you, when you're pissed, when you're like mad, when you're frustrated, you feel like everything isn't going right. And then you just have a moment of peace in front of people. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like sometimes you can like get there eventually, but when you have to like admit that like something is wrong or like, all right, I need to figure this out to someone else, like that type of release is such a uh a moment for you and that person. Like you all have bonded. You've become an adult almost. You've like let go of your shield. Like this person is now like assumed what's happening and now is a part of this responsibility. And he did that in front of everybody the day before their big fight, man. Yeah. This be and this part is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then so they're there. They're on the beach. They're marching. Oh, before that, uh, uh, Matthew Broderick's like, if this man goes down, he's waving the flag. Who will pick it up for him? Oh, it's great. And uh, Audrey Brower's like, I win. Thomas. Yeah. I win. I win. <laughs> Yo, he was acting his ass. After, but it's also after my man got shot and they were going to send him home and he was like, oh, that's right. He can't. got shot. He, um, uh, and like uh, not remembering how this movie 
eh, you know, how what ends for these very real people in real life. Uh, Shaw goes over to the to one of the bystanders and is like, or one of the civilians is, is like, uh, can let me give you. It was the writer that was following. the writer. Let me give you my letters, and I'm just like, oh, this is the. They're all dead. And he definitely and he says and he, his last words is, and also remember what happened here today. Yeah, yeah. If I were to die, perish, please remember what happened here. I mean, I think this moment is so epic, and it's like it's them running. It's uh, they're just getting blown to bits, pieces. They finally all like kind of squat down in the dunes. Yeah, and the thing that's so crazy is that like Matthew like takes that moment. And like at first, I thought he was scared or something, but like I guess he was just trying to wait for like maybe a reload. But like when he starts running, the other guy comes with the flag, gets shot, and you see Denzel look, grab that flag. I was like, and the thing is, it's none of this, is, none of this is magical, which I think is crazy. Like they don't go up there and shoot a bunch of people. Like Shaw gets shot three times, quick. He like, dies yeah. before they he even dies. get over the first mm-hmm. thing. So does Denzel because Denzel gets real. shot right by him. Yeah, like and that's they real. don't make it fa- like they don't mm, he no uh and then a lot and then after that happens after they see their colonel their leader go down they still go you know what we're not gonna flee because because the other thing is like you know especially in a, if it's not a well-trained uh army if your leader goes down people just go oh we gotta leave yeah. you know what i mean and immediately go away and they're like no we're not gonna do that uh and then so they charge even more. They're, a bunch of them are dying, but they finally make it up. They kill the people there. They charge through. Yeah, they get much farther than I was. I was like, oh no, they're not gonna make it. Well, I know. I remember when I saw this movie for the first time. We forgot to like when I saw this movie for the first time after they break through. I was just like, amazing. Oh, they, doing and like, it. and because you think it's one of those things where like you know you break through and then you just go and you like start killing everybody in there yeah. and you're like boom and it just runs up to Damn. this <laughs> they just run up and then they people. just see the bottom there's a bunch of cannons there and they're like oh and then it's get blown I mean you don't even see it yeah. the movie's over yeah I thought that was a good way to end but and the move and they they the movie still uh takes a second we see the bodies and we don't see which flag is raised yet yeah you know and, and then it, we see the confederate flag being yeah. raised and then we see all the bodies laid out and uh, they take Shaw's body and they throw it in because they because obviously they weren't respecting black bodies at all. And so because Shaw was leading. Oh, we forgot to talk about that moment where Shaw reads where the, reads the Confederate Confederacy, like said, like, if you're a black soldier, you won't be taken. You'll be sold back into slavery or right. killed. Mm-hmm. Any white officers commanding black troops will be killed. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, they take his body and they throw it in with all the like yeah. um, this mass grave of black bodies, which is what really happened. Mm-hmm. And apparently, his father said like he couldn't have been prouder of the way that he got buried. Yeah, and also the the thing that they didn't show or talk about for whatever reason in the end credits, they said like you know how they said like oh, like half the regiment died. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that the the reason it was only half and not all of them and they didn't get slaughtered or or taken capture is because I don't know if it's supposed to be who Morgan Car- Morgan Freeman's character was supposed to be mm-hmm. but there was like a lead a black leader in that like regiment that gathered everybody else and retreated and like got uh. them to successfully retreat and while he was doing it he got shot like three times but still managed to get everybody back oh wow Damn. yeah so he saved like half of the where people. is that movie i know i was kind of i was like i don't know why you didn't 
put that in this movie. It was yeah, very yeah. easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that had changed who the hero was. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah, this movie was about Sean. <laughs> I mean, it would have changed yeah. who the hero was, man. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and oh, and that guy got a medal of honor, cool. uh, but he got it seven. He got it. He got it like thirty-seven years after the war ended. What? Wow. What guy? But so he the got shot three times. Half he got shot three times oh, really? and survived. Survived. Wow. And he got a medal of honor, but not right away. He got it much, much later. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. I mean, I. I don't have a swirl for this. I like. I, I mean, there yeah, wasn't. There were like no women. There in was. This movie there was not. I'm just. I, I just. I'm just so afflicted about just like one, like even watching a bunch of movies and the mere fact that like watching this movie about the Civil War and thinking about the fact that honestly, I know people like give me a lot of flack for this world. The fact that like it's 2017 and I'm still having to search for movies for an interracial relationship to exist without it being about race. Like it's like what like what if we like what if we like what like. Come on, man. Like, I understand we've taken strides, but the mere fact that I can't go and see a Hollywood movie, a Hollywood big budget picture without it being a thing, like without somehow it has to be justified that this white person can be with this black person. And it's not even fair on both sides. It's like fucking Bradley Cooper has tons of women of color in his movies. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger had like tons of women of color in his movies. But let it be. Let it be an Idris Alba. Let it be a Michael B. One, it may not happen, but if it does, it's got to be a thing. It's got to be like, oh, snap, look at what's happening. Maybe Idris and Kate Winslet going to get down, though, in that movie. Though. Oh, when they trapped on the mountain? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if they don't, that's a tragedy. All right. James. Uh, yeah, just real quick. Hancock 2. Okay. All right, we don't some, have we're doing a real movie. some updates. Smith confirmed real- that he would definitely, that's in quotes, definitely, be getting a Hancock 2 in the future. What, what year saying is that there what, year further... is what year is that? Don't do this to me. <laughs> what year is this article, dude? It's December 5th, 2008. I two... love how this bit has just become you reading the same, <laughs> same thing. No, these are different articles. You read it's the same article. These are different articles. You read this, the same this, article. this is from denofgeek.com. You read the almost now decade-old <laughs> press comment. <laughs> you made the old, like... Like si- it this is, is Simon Brew. It's almost like from denofgeek.com. It's a different release. website. James, James. It's the same it's press different. release. No, it's do you, different. Do you want different. do you want the listeners to help you find a new bit? Huh? Like, no, this is from different. Cause cause wait, cause Joe Joe Blow. Can y'all help James with a new bit? We rate and review films not based on how well how much we like them or how well we think they did creatively or critically, but how much they help the cause and more leading black actors. In Hollywood, uh, if we believe it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, white palm. If it didn't help the cause at all, nothing. You guys ready? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm all right. Okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. One, two, three. Oh, okay. I almost gave it that. Two black fists and one white palm. You want to go? You give it a yeah, white palm. I mean, I gave it a white palm for, well, primary reasons because it didn't start a black person. True. The other reason is because... I guess it probably deserves a palm for that reason. <laughs> yeah. The other reason is because of the disrespect of Frederick Douglass. And then the last reason is because I know this helped blew up Denzel Washington's career, which is why I gave it something. Um, but unfortunately, you would think 
that this movie would inspire Hollywood to make more films about black history with black leaders. And yet, the, I mean, the MLKJ movie we get isn't until 2014 with Selma. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. still don't have a Frederick Douglass movie. We still don't have a Harriet Tubman movie. There are so many black, like, black leaders movies that we don't have. We can't even think about like the black heroes that are lesser known, you know what I mean? Like a freaking Lewis Latimer or WB Du Bois or, you know what I mean? Anyway. Well, so, first off, John, you're not going to get those movies because those show black people in a very like empowered light. Those movies, if they get nominated for an Oscar, that performer probably won't win because he's not playing a subservient black person. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's why I gave away Palm. You guys go with your fists. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you're right. It deserves a, it deserves a, <laughs> white palm because it doesn't star a black person but i mean i had to give it a fist because it's it's the movie that i feel like is integral to the career that denzel had and um and like morgan freeman and and andre brower as well i think probably owe a lot to 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 this movie Um, and they all do such a they all do such a great job and my man jimmy my man jimmy what's his what's his full name Okay, it's taking a while for it to load, but uh, the acting that they do in this movie is uh, is so good and is so inspiring, and and there's no way that any you know black person who's a black actor uh, today could see this movie and not feel inspired to continue and to and to try to do uh, and to try to be in this industry and to be in this business. So, um, or any or a white person seeing this movie and seeing black actors and not thinking to themselves like, "Yo, I got to see more movies like this. There has to be more movies with black people." In it. So, had to give it a fist. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a fist because yeah, I, like watching it, I realized that like, yeah, a black person isn't the lead. But I think again that sometimes in life we do need assistance. Not a savior, but assistance. And I think this movie did that. I think this movie um, cut through the, the clutter. Like it got Denzel Oscar nomination, but it also told a story that needed to be told. And I think it was very powerful. I think the performances were great. And I think, honestly, it showed what true sacrifice is. Like I think the fact that, you know, Matthew Broderick's character throughout the whole movie was trying to learn, trying to be better, trying to understand, became a, a legit ally. Um, and it equal to everyone else, I thought was very important. And the fact that the African-Americans, they all grew. Yeah, it'd been great to have more of a backstory, but they all grew. They all got to a place where they, they were ready to defend and they learned and they became better people and they actually had a chance to do something for themselves, which I really liked a lot. Um, and also, yeah, man, we got Denzel Washington. Like, we may, like Denzel may not have become who he is if it wasn't for this movie. Yeah. I mean, I do wish we did have and, I, and this is my thing I said about his his role. I I think what's his name uh, Andre 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 Brower. I think Andre Brower definitely out of all the African Americans may have had the more um, complex. Yeah, more complex role. Yeah, but I think Denzel's part is kind of what Hollywood responds to when it comes to African Americans. It's either like you are more of a slave, more of like a bad guy. Whereas, like, Denzel was your antihero of this movie. Like, he was the guy who, like, you know, was a good guy, but, like, was kind of bad, talked down to everybody else. Right. And he had that really powerful moment 
with the single tier, which I know is the thing everyone talks about, but I think Andre had moments of, you know, I mean, I, I think he had multiple moments in this movie that were worthy of an Oscar nomination. I'm not sure if he got one, but he was worthy of one and deserved to win an Oscar. But, I mean, that's the way Hollywood is. I mean, maybe one day we will get a, a W.E.B. Du Bois movie. Maybe we will get our Frederick Douglass movie that's not played by Chad Boswell. Like, no offense <laughs> to him, but like maybe we can get like these movies about like Harriet Tubman, these people who did great things instead of movies like, I haven't seen it. But movies like Detroit, which tell like one half of the story and like, you know, like movies that can show us not only as a light of like being beaten down and broken, but in things of like power and, and encouragement and and things that show us that we we are strong. And we fight, you know, more movies like Selma, you know, like Selma yeah. again was a great way to go. Like the reason I don't like Hidden Fences. I mean, oh, my God, call it Hidden Fences. <laughs> you like, you've, you've called it Hidden Fences. I mean, because of the times. play that we have in New York, Hidden Fences. But the reason I don't like Hidden Fences is because, like, their their power isn't in their hands, and it never becomes in their hands. So did I just crap Two on Hidden Two black <laughs> fists and one white palm. It's a recurring theme. Oh uh, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Black Men Can't Jump Podcasts on Facebook. You know, oh my God. All right, all right, all right, all right. Black Men Podcast you know, is handled. At John Braylock, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. What you guys got? James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. I pretty much honestly deleted everything. Great. Like last day. Did but you really? I did. But the one thing I do think is actually kind of important. We used to make fun of me, but I did that like when we first started the podcast. I think this is the time really you should go out and say something nice to somebody, though. <laughs> I really do. I feel like this is the time where like people would like to hear something nice about each other. Whatever, man. Try Great. it. See if it works. If you get like Hey, hey take smack. down some Confederate monuments. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not supporting vandalism, wink. Uh, now, <laughs> September uh, 11th. Uh, said the word wink we no. have a show <laughs> called let's talk about rates baby at ucb baby. east village if you're in new york city 9 p.m monday september 11th 9 p.m at ucb east village so come out to that uh and if you rate and review us on itunes and give us five stars we will re- read your review out loud on the air you guys ready this one is by yoso oh sorry wow Yo soy leche. Yo so. <laughs> Yo soy leche. Love this podcast. The hosts are hilarious. The reviews are always fair and honest. I love that there are different guests which allow for even more opinions and perspectives to be given for the movies. Overall, talented men can't wait to see more from them. Oh. Very nice. And now I have two other reviews, but they're both four stars, so I'm not reading them. All right. (laughs) We don't know what we're reviewing next week. We'll tweet it out. So follow us on Twitter. And one day we will catch up. And know in advance. And know in advance. (laughs) Thank you so much. Love you all. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast.